Alright, we are live. First of all, I want to thank you all for giving us uh, your time. We're very appreciative. Uh, just for for y'all and I, I know we came here. Was that been two years? Probably almost two years. Wow. Oh, for at least a year and a half, right? Uh, well, y'all was a little shorter last time we came, if y'all remember. <laughs> I think we remember that. I look younger, though. There you go. <laughs> but um, we did, I just wanted to, truly, we're very uh, thankful for this time. Um, for y'all and I, um, we always talk about how Southern uh, Natives, as we come into different parts of, of Turtle Island, is that we honor the, the First Nation people there who have been there historically and are the caretakers. And for us, we, we didn't want to continue on without first acknowledging uh, your family relatives that have existed here since, you know, the, the infancy of Mother Earth. Yes. And, and, and that's why for us, we want to just wait. And if it, when it happened, it'll happen when it, when it needs to happen. And that's why we're here asking uh, just to share some of your stories so we can share with, uh, with some of our listeners on uh, Las Souls Radio. But uh, thank you again. And uh, we, we truly appreciate it. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. And yeah, this is our first uh, podcast, and so we wanted to make sure that we, uh, you know, as migratory, you know, Southern natives, that we, that we are not, we're not uh, taking up space, but that we're, we're supporting the the original nations and and you know in your struggle for liberation and reclaiming the, the lands, you know. So we're we're here behind you, and so that's why we gotta take your lead, you know. And that's. I was in the Mercadini movement for briefly, uh, briefly, and I was one of their mandates that that we're we're here, whatever territory we're at, we're gonna be supporting, um, you know, the self determination of original nations. Otherwise, we become uh, settler colonialists, and if, if we're not, because we're just coming in here supporting the settler colonial paradigm and not uplifting the original peoples, then we become settler colonialists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even even if we are indigenous, even if we are. Um, you know, from from this continent, you know. So thank you very much. So we we're really excited to hear your story, you know. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so I don't know how you want to. Yeah, uh, if you could just introduce yourselves, who you are, to our one million minus one million listeners. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miha, my name is Tina Orduno Calderon. I am um, Gabrielino Tonga and Ventura Trumesh. And I welcome you to my home. This is my husband, Joe. Uh, cool. Uh, cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Joe Calderon. I represent Tongwa and Chumash. Um, <clears throat> welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, real quick, can, can you, um, in, in your experience, uh, from right here, it's the city of Toquema. Uh, my family, they came to Pocuema, I think around like 1914, 1915. And we didn't we didn't get reconnected to um, our native ancestry until really into all the work of those who came before us, that, you know, Native American studies and Chicano studies. But what, what has, uh, if you could share your experience in regards to families who have migrated north to Pocuema within your own uh, family background. I grew up here all my life. I grew up in San Fernando, and um, you know, originally our village is in Santa Monica Mountains. It's called uh, Comicrana, and um, through the mission system, they took us to San Gabriel Mission. Um, after the mission system and trying to survive, my family went a little bit north and ended up in Peru. Mm-hmm. So my great grandma was born in Peru, and my grandpa was born in Peru. Um, and being that we grew up with um, the Fernandeño uh, tribe, we really, or, and basically we are related to them. It's, uh, you know, they were Fernandeño, we're Gabrielino, but same, same uh, lineage. And so we grew up with this, with that family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my father is very close to Whittier Tega Senior. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still do a lot with that tribe. Okay. But so yeah, we've seen a lot of changes. We've seen a lot of people come and go. 
Um, but the interesting thing growing up is um, there was a lot of friends that I had that I didn't even realize were Native. I mean, everybody was mm -hmm. Chicano back in the day, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody really talked about being Native. Mm -hmm. And so now that our tribes are coming together and we're talking about it more and we're representing our culture, I see people that I went to school with and I was like, oh, I didn't even know, you know, they're the uh -huh. same tribe. So it's very interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like a... It's beautiful. It's like a recovery on, on so many levels, like even continent-wide, like like uh, recovering the languages, but also who we are, like even, um, you know, like uh, and even, you know, with our experience, I think, uh, knowing that God Masawa, it turns out that, that he's Masawa. I didn't know he, because there's hardly any Masawa. It was a trip, so right, like, and yet we knew each other through... Um, reclaiming our indigeneity, but like at first, you know, from the Southern perspective, you like clam, clam around to Mexica or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was Masawa, but, but every time I looked it up, it was all born again Protestants that were all Masawa. So I was kind of <laughs> like, oh man, that's all I mean. But anyway, but but it's kind of speaking to what you're saying, and I don't want to take the narrative, but, but, but what about, uh, what about you? What about you, Joe? Like, what is your, well, I grew up in God's country. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm from the, the west side of the San Fernando Valley. I grew up in Chatsworth. And there were some Gabardino and Chumash families out there. And we also in that area, we have the, the summer and solstice sites. Mm. Um, you know, when, when I was a kid, there was a, um, there was a, a nopaleria, is that what you call it? Where there was big, huge nopales. Mm. So on, on, um, <clears throat> on Nordoff in Topanga, there was a big, huge... Uh, Nopal area and there was a trail that was cut through it so when you're up on the mountains you can see <clears throat> that trail now you can't see it because there's they put buildings and everything there but that trail used to go directly to to me it looked like it went directly to Pacoima <clears throat> but um, later on we found out in, 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 in some documentaries that it went to San Fernando but um, so the people from San Fernando were going to Chatsworth. That's where I'm from. I'm from. Wow. I'm from. Wow. And I grew up. I grew up Chicano. You know, in, in junior high school when they they first introduced Mecha back in '72, they had uh, college students from Northridge come to our junior high school and then, you know and um, teach us about you know Chicano studies and that was a big thing for us, man. Mm -hmm. You know, because we were we were connecting. You know, not with Mexican or, or, or anything else other than, you know, we felt it was, you know, the Indian part. Exactly, you know, right? Yeah, or, or the indigenous part. Right. Yeah, and that's a trip you say that because there's like a controversy right now about um, the word Chicanoa, right? Is because they're saying that it's um, old school. And even like Southern natives, like, oh, Chicano is a colonizer term. We're like, no, because it actually was a springboard. Um, to get back to indigeneity it, because it was actually a misnomer to call, I mean, a bad thing to call somebody a Chicano because it was affiliated with Indian. And, and as, as you know, even as mission survivors, right, it, the, the your nations are, the Spanish cast and did a really horrendous job to our people in, in uh, shaming us for being indigenous. Mm -hmm. So that was like a central term, term for coming back. And now that, and we're down the line, it's an evolving term, but it's interesting. Like, it's good. It's just great affirmation to hear you say that. Well, you, you know, in, when, when back in the day, when you said, because our ancestors were colonized by Spaniards, we, we talk in their terms. We use, you know, we use their their funny things and their serious things, you know, in the Spanish language. <clears throat> and um, when whenever anybody said Indio, that was an insult. They were trying to insult you, <clears throat> you know. And, and and back in their day, they didn't, they couldn't stand the Indians from India. So when they came over, when Columbus was was lost, and he thought, you know, he was somewhere near India, and started naming our people Indians, you know, that fell on us. So. You know, you you have people that would um, that would even in my family, you know, they would say that, um, oh no no, we're, we're Filipino, because they didn't want to, they didn't want to. Why are our eyes like this? You know, why do we have slanted eyes? Oh yeah, somos Filipinos. <laughs> you know, and, and we weren't, man, but they didn't want to associate themselves 
with Indian, mm -hmm. you know, and, and today, you know, we, we, we put that all aside. We're proud of that. That's who we are. You know, we're, we're indigenous. We're slanted eyes. We're whatever, whatever they, they don't like. That's us. You know? That's it. And then speaking to the language, I think in the language is how we get back to who we are and our connection. Like, I'm sure, Tina, you have a lot of, you've learned a lot in, in learning the language, right? Like, I don't know, is there anything you share that impacts you? Because I know you're studying both, right? Uh, Joe was telling me yeah. earlier you're studying both Tongva and, and Chumazo. Yeah, Tongva we've been studying for about, I guess, going on two, two and a half years. Um, we started originally learning Shmuich, which is uh, one of the dialects of Chumash. And um, it was a little difficult for us to get over there because it was in Santa Barbara. So it's hard to continually go. So kind of switched to Tongva for a while. And now um, they're teaching Shmuich again closer to us. So we're actually able to start doing that as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's exciting because for me, that is a connection to the ancestors. It's just so important to revive it. And it's, um, it's difficult. I mean, we have to rely on recordings done by J.P. Harrington and Miriam and all these people who did document things. And it's kind of like putting together a puzzle. But there's people that have been working on it since the 60s and 70s. And so with everything that they have put together, we're able to reconstruct more. And it's, it's a good thing to me. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it's a blessing that, that Harrington, you know, had that that thought of mind of recording the ancestors you know because the spaniards did and the english did so much damage that you know we have to relearn our language from what these people recorded you know <clears throat> so it's um it's, it's it's been a blessing you know now now we're making songs in both languages so we go to sacred places man it's a whole different feeling you know mm. when we're when we're talking and saying the songs we know the ancestors are right there saying, oh, you know, beautiful, chulada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, the songs are prayers. Yeah, it's, it's a way of praying and, and connecting because we know that they are hearing it and they understand the words. Mm. And uh, and I'm sure like even in the lexicon and the meanings of, because it paints a world view, right? Like um, when, when I didn't, now I have access to learning Masawa languages or Iñato, because that's the way you really say Masawa, Iñato, because it was actually the Aztecs who colonized the Iñato called the Masawa, which is Masa, deer, Hua, people. But at first, learning Nahuatl, you know, you learn, for example, how Tlaca means a person, and Tla means earth, and then Kat means person. So you you, it's interesting, you, you learn the world view in learning the languages, you, you know what I'm saying? So so that's um, uh, what I find in, in, the, in trying to learn uh, languages. In, and in, in Masawa, for example, or Iñato, um, Kimi uh, means hello, right? But Kimi also means uh, God or creator, right? So isn't that a trip? So it's, in other words, the implication that we're all creator, we're all connected to yeah. Creation. That's trip, but that's why I was like, oh, like what? I'm sure you learned some beautiful treasures, you know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. But yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing, and um, to learn the language. So it's so exciting to, to hear. You yeah, know. to follow up what y'all was saying, uh, I work with um, um, rest in peace, Tata Kwashle. He's uh, from Guerrero, uh, Copalio Guerrero, and he came to LA with you know, from his Nahuatl community. When he started working with another brother, um, Edward from uh, the Zuni Nation, when they were telling their their creation stories, they were finding uh, commonalities in the word. And I don't want to do uh, misjustice to their stories, but there was one where they were talking about, Edward was talking about uh, Grand Canyon, and then uh, in his language, it was close to, they described their Grand Canyon as a snake, and they would, it was, it was similar to Akoa, which in Nahuatl, Akoa is, is snake. So without the question, would tell his story, you could see these seeds that were connecting, connecting the stories. And I remember they were doing this because at the time they were talking about, because there was conflict between uh, northern and southern, really because of the border and because Spanish and English. Right. So they were just sharing their stories, how to connect. <clears throat> That bridge between uh, different native communities. 
I think that's awesome, and and we see that with us too because we intermarried. You, you we went by clans, and you mm -hmm. couldn't marry in your own clan. So sometimes it was seven villages out that you would marry to in every direction. So. That's only in Europe, right? They, really <laughs> <care>. <laughs> they keep it pure. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to marry our cousins. So yeah, we did a lot of intermarrying and so most a lot of people like maybe they're um, registered with the BIA as Gabardino, right. but they could have Chumash or Coahuila blood mm -hmm. or Luceno blood, mm -hmm. and it's just very common. And unfortunately, we can we can claim what we are, but we can only pick one to to tell the government. Right, what we are. right. I know what you said. That's and that's the thing, and that and that speaks to this question too, because you know, because I think that kind of probably mirrors the reason why, because this is really like in this area, right? It's like. And you and and you're welcoming here to the experts, or is that this is like Tongva land, but yet like it bleeds into Chumash and Tatavi, right? Like that's probably one of the reasons why, right? Because of the inner, yeah, the the village interaction, right? And that's how come it's kind of yeah. yeah. We in some cases we married, and in other cases we traded, you know. Mm -hmm. But definitely there are sites that people came together from different nations to trade mm -hmm. goods, right. and so one of them is Vasquez Rocks, another one is in Yagna. Los Angeles, Pavuna um, was a big trade center. So there was these places that different tribes came and gathered. Right, right, right. Yeah, Vasquez Rocks has Patrick Willis that are Chumash, that are Tatavian, that are Tongva. Wow, wow. <clears throat> so that's how it's all like, wow. It was a big trading spot. You know, back in the day, used to, there used to be water there from the um, Sierra Pelona, when the snow, the snowpack would, would Fill the water tables, and there, there was geysers that were oh. coming out in Vasquez Rocks. But when they started filming um, Star Trek and all that, people started buying up the land around there. So they they started um, drilling to make their wells, and then the, the geysers were getting smaller and smaller. Uh, now there's oh, wow. no water there at all, man. Wow. <clears throat> and, and yeah, and also, isn't there. There are also. Um, some of those glyphs that are like kind of related to like Hopi, uh, Hopi art or something, something I heard. This is about two, three Peace and Dignities ago because Peace and Dignity run happened every um, four years. And um, and we were, and one of the, every year is a different like uh, theme. Like sometimes it's uh, every four years. It's a water is one, I think was the last year. But one of the years was sacred sites. You know, we have a we have a trail that comes through the Angeles Forest that used to be called um, the Apache Trail that goes into Arizona. That trail you can follow, you know, all the way into Arizona. But um, wow. it's been there for thousands of years. So originally, it wasn't called it, 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 it was called by another name because of the people, the original people in Arizona. Oh. You know, the the Apache and other nations have, have been there maybe eight hundred years. years. Right. So so the trail was renamed by the Spaniards. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're the ones that called um I forget how to say the original Apache name, but mm -hmm. they're the ones that called them the Apaches. That's not their real name. Right, right. But um yeah, that could very well be so. You know, we, we um I'll share something real quick. I was on a on a site in the same area. And um, an archaeologist called me and said, hey, check this out, bro, because, you know, we were down in the 7,000-year foot level. Right. And he says, you know, this, this would belong to your ancestors. And it was, um, a, it was what they call a blank. It was a material that they would use to, to make projectile points or something, you know, or, or knives or whatever. Right. And, um, and, and I thought it was a material that was from that area. Um, what was that material called, you remember? I was telling you. Cal, uh, um, Chalcedony? Chalcedony. It looked like Chalcedony, and I was like, oh, man, it's beautiful. And the geologist came behind me and said, uh, uh, that's not Chalcedony, you know, because I, I told him it is Chalcedony. You know? The geologist said, no, that's not Chalcedony, man. The the site, I forgot what, what, what they called that, that particular material, but she said that site that this comes from is in Texas, and it's the only site in the Americas that this comes from. Right. The only other place in the world that this material comes from was somewhere in the Middle East. You know, so oh, interesting. So wow. I was like, oh man, seven thousand years foot level on um, seven thousand year level. And I thought, 
man, did they walk it here? Or was it traded all the way down? Wow. You know, so our people, now, you know, we, we traded all over the world. You know, we were in, 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 um, in uh, the Dakotas, and we saw there was a box there that was full of beads that came from the Chumash. So they were trading their, their mm -hmm. stuff all over the place, mm -hmm. you know. Same as, as the, the, uh, the Mexicanos, man. They were, they were trading all up into Chicago. You know, they found remains of Chihuahuas and and porters that were that died in that area. You know, and the corn, the maize, yeah. the squash. You know, it was traded during those times. So, yeah, you know, the, well, well, things we weren't taught when things like that. Our people were everywhere here in the Americas. You know, before the guy that they hanged up on the cross was born, right? Thousands of years before that. Exactly. You know. And uh, interesting, you bring that up about that because um, I have really good friends from um, Ojibwe, they're like territory, they're like in Manitoba, and they are the one sister um, was sharing with us that they were they just had like a this uh, you know this uh, sacred imparting of some not some sacred knowledge right from a two spirit uh, shaman, and he was say, he was saying that. They the that in their their you know knowledge base, they know that uh, they traded from all the way down into Mexico, Central America. Like there was a, a, a trading route, and that's also how they got corn. But also something very I can't remember exactly what it was. It's something that's very specific to the Central America area. So it's a trip. So it just shows you like it just speaks to what you're saying that that we have we have been migrating and um, you know or sharing. Uh, for you know millennia, and yet we, um, you know, we don't really come to learn that. In fact, also, uh, and this is another little probably hearsay thing, but also, and what, what chat what chat group are you on? No, no. Where you getting this news? <laughs> that there's some, you know, how in, in Maori they have that hook um, design. You know, the hook design. Like, sure. Yeah, and then it's similar to. Chumash, right? Like a saw a picture of a, of a, the similarities. Is interesting. Like, is there any like oral history to that about like you know Polynesian? Uh, well, the, the, the you know what a tamol is. The tamol is, is, is the watercraft right. that, that the Chumash use, mm -hmm. and um, a diak is the same watercraft, but the Tongva call it diak. Mm. But tamol in in the um, um, what was that? Tribe you just talking about uh, the Maori, the Maori, um, they they have a similar word for tamal. It's very very wow. similar, you know. And, and and you you've heard us singing the Chumash songs and everything. They they kind of sound, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, island like So you know, yeah, they're they're you know, <clears throat> they're very well could be. Me personally, I've always said, you know, I've always had an argument with that, you know, and, and I could be. I could be totally mm -hmm. wrong, but my thing was, you know, the tamales, we, we take them to the islands and it's one of the most dangerous things that, that, that you can do because those things, you know, can tip over very, very wow. easily. And the, and the Maori and, and, and the, um, the other Polynesians, they had those outriggers, right? Right. That, that right. helped them, you know, be stable in the water. Right. And I, my thing was always, okay, well, you know what, if they, if they introduced that, why did we get rid of the stabilizers? Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> right? I mean, so you know, and and that's just my my thinking. You know, I, I I don't know because we've been so we've been so destroyed that we lost so much knowledge. You know, um, so yeah, it very well could be that that Polynesians yeah. did come here. You know, and as scientists are saying today, that you know they're saying, well, yeah, you know. They're kind of coming up with things that um, in in DNA and stuff like. Oh yeah, you read that article about that, that show, that crow, right? That yeah, crow brother, right? That like fifty thousand years or something, or like some or something crazy. That's how far back, and then that apparently the, there's like haplop groups, like four haplop groups for all the whole continent, and one of them is called Ani or Nani, and that one is uh, Polynesian related, and though even though he was in, from Montana area. Part of his DNA actually goes 
to that, which is a lot of Southern um, South American nations carry that grandmother uh, DNA trip, right? But that means, but still, it went well. Yeah, well he, and he, Easter Island too. You know, look how yeah. far Easter Island is. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 you know, they they we look alike, man. Right, right. So right. it'd be really easy for right. us to say, "Hey, what's up? What's the point?" Of this? <laughs> <laughs> right. You got a tree, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's what's up. That's a. Uh, that's exactly it. You know, but then again, our people did, did, you know, even with the Spaniards, they were they were cool with them, you know, until the Spaniards started showing their true colors. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, people are people, man, and, and you know, every time any 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 um, people from from the Americas would would meet with somebody else or trade with somebody else, they learned from them, man. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to. Uh, I, I I truly believe that a lot of these. Uh, Powwow styles came from Mexico. You know, there, there's um, there's some artwork that I've seen that's you know three thousand, four thousand years old, and um, and the guys are wearing bustles, feathered bustles on their back. The Toltec warriors, mm -hmm. they have a bustle, you know, and thank God it's carved in stone, right? Because mm -hmm. things are three, three, four thousand years old, and they have bustles, eagle bustles on their back, and eagle headdresses. <laughs> You know, so I think when they were trading the beans and the squash and everything, you know, to the East Coast and everything, they were also saying, because they were giving them feathers, they were giving them a cough feathers, yeah. and trading that. And I'm sure they said, you know, hey man, you know, this, do what you want with it, man. You know, this is the way we dance and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and then there, there again, I could be right or I could be wrong, but, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I've talked with people in the, in the powwow circuit and, and they you know, would turn their, when at, there was a time now where when the Aztec dancers were at the powwows, some of these um, powwow people would turn their backs, you know, because, oh man, these, the mix, the Aztecs and them, they sacrifice and blah, blah, blah. And everybody did that, man. The Pawnee, everybody sacrificed. Um, you know, Christians, before they became Christians, you know, th those, everybody did it. Okay, I won't go that long. But you know, but anyways, um, so she's telling me cut it, cut it. You know, um, I, I I truly believe that you know a lot of those things came from the south. You know, because right, right. that's where all the beautiful feathers. That's come interesting. From. I mentioned that uh, the Edward and that the question in one of his stories, and the Zuni people, he says um, that they're macaw people, and he's and he goes, but there's no macaw birds in that area. And that's how you, you when you mentioned about the trading of the macaw feathers. So it's just like you know, I'm seeing like these gaps that are being filled by the story you're sharing and what what I thought that Edward was sharing. And so that's that's um, I see that as as the beauty of our own um, reclaiming our, our our stories. And I, I wanted to follow up to you. You mentioned about how destroyed our peoples have been. And how how does the Tangva Shumash and the, the communities here, how do they thrive in 2019 to continue their, their, their stories? Well, what we're doing right now is um, getting together a lot. Um, we get together probably at least, what we say, once a month with the Chumash for paddling practice. And we get together with the families, you know, not just the paddlers, but all the families come out and eat and support each other and um, pray together and sing together. And it's just a really good time of networking. Um, we're learning our language. We um, do the trip the, to the island, to Nimu, once, mm -hmm. a, once a year. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of us come together in support of the paddlers. There's only so many paddlers. The rest of us want support groups, you know. Um, and same thing with the Tongva. A lot of people will gather up at Pavona or different places and um, just share. Share. Uh, songs are the big thing, you know, mm -hmm. it's important. And Pavona, where is that located for? In Long Beach. Oh. It's on Cal State University in Long Beach. Uh -huh. And that's a, it's a very sacred site. Um, it's basically where the college is. It used to be huge, mm -hmm. and now there's only a very small portion left of it. Oh, that we're okay. able to access. It's a big village site. Yeah. yeah they had a cleanup day recently, right? Mm -hmm. uh, recently, yeah, like a week ago. Yeah, because we hold ceremony there. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so it's important to keep it clean yeah, yeah. and uh, be able to access it. Right. How is the relation with 
the current nation that exists on top of native lands within the United States. How does, what does that look like for the Tongva people in relation to city government, county government? I think nowadays uh, we're being embraced more. There was a long period of time where they didn't think we existed. Mm -hmm. You know, they and maybe some people still have the opinion, oh, they're not Tongva, they're Mexican. That's because we weren't um, given a reservation. We're supposed to have been, but that treaty was never ratified. Mm -hmm. So we ended up blending in and surviving and working for the rancherias and, you know, we were forced to speak Spanish, so yes, we look like we're Mexican, and that's what a lot of people would say. Um, but I think now it's coming full, full force where people are saying, wow, they are still here, you know, and they are starting to acknowledge us. And when people gather and, and have meetings here or conferences here, they're actually asking us to do land acknowledgments. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's been happening for a long time, probably since the 70s, but I see it more. I see an awareness where even the colleges that are on our lands are acknowledging the people. So it's it's good, it feels good, because for so long we were erased. And, and you know, of course, the, the Tongva look Mexican. Um, their language is a Yutuastekian language. Mm -hmm. You know, Shoshone, Shoshone people, you know, we, we, we've seen, we, we've seen Shoshones that, you know, you think you're talking to, you're looking at a, a you know, a Chicano, you know, another Chicano, and, no, man, there's Shoshone's from the Nevada area. Um, <clears throat> you know, that the, the Yuto Aztecian is, um, you know, when, when, when the Spaniards, to go back to the Chicano thing, when, when the Spaniards um, brought the, the indigenous people from Mexico to, to um, converse with the people over here, you know, they were... There was a little bit that they, they, they there was a mm -hmm. lot they understood because of the dialect, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a Yuto-Aztecian dialect. Mm -hmm. um, so, from what I've been told, you know, when, when those when those those people weren't going to return to Mexico, you know, when the Spaniards brought them here, they were here to stay. So, because they look so similar to to us, to the people in this area, um, <clears throat> they were telling their children, you know, that. We're the red people from the Mexicano lands, and don't forget that. So in Nahuatl, Chitik is mm -hmm. color red. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they were saying they took the Chi from the Chitik and the Cano from the Mexicano and said, we're the Chicano, we're Chicanos, we're the red people <laughs> from those lands. And I think that word, um, you know, it, it, it was it was kind of a, a, word, a, a word to be proud of, you know, hey man, that was... That was con that was connecting our skin color, mm -hmm. not the language, mm -hmm. not the Spanish language that was forced on us. Mm -hmm. You know that we knew wasn't from here, but the color of our skin, man. That's you know, hey man, where are we related? Man, we're the same color. You know, mm -hmm. so so that Chicano to me that that's that's a powerful word, man. They say Chicano all over in the Southwest. You know, people were connecting to that. You know, that that's what makes us different. From the from the other skins or the other indigenous mm -hmm. people, you know, they were forced English. So to them, you know, they're Smiths and Samsons and you know whatever, man. Yeah, unfortunately, we carry you know um, Garcia and Hernandez yeah. and Calderon <laughs> and you know all those names, man. Which they're not our names. Some some of our some people don't even know this, man. But some people, when 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 they would fight the system. They were branded. Some guys were branded with M for Martinez, with H for Hernandez, G for Garcia, and that's who you belong to, you know. Or sometimes when they would do, uh, "Hey man, we're gonna baptize people today," and today the Calderons are gonna are gonna sponsor the baptism. So everybody that was being baptized now you're all Calderon, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of ways that our people, and some people married married into, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Some Spanish people married into the indigenous society, right? And and then the detribalization, right? And what is so uh, dope that you you guys are bringing all that up because even even when I met you, that's one of the things you kind of like reaffirmed to me because I was a little alienated because a lot of it's it's a trip because I've seen the whole back and forth about like how you mentioned Tina, like oh you're just a Mexican because even in the, when I um I helped <clears throat> establish a. Asa, even I was in Mecha back in the late 80s, early 90s, 
CSUN. I helped us establish CSUN because I was in the anthro department. And, um, and it was interesting because there was a lot of Cherokees and Choctaws, and they were like real well or light skinned looking. And, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Marcus Lopez that was connecting with the, the native uh, students at um, CSUN at the time, and they were like, Oh, he's just a Mexican. Like that's what they were saying. Like dismissive. Like, and yet he's browner. He's browner than them. But because he had Marcus Lopez, right? They were like, you, you know, he, and it just shows you. And then um, even, and I'm sorry, brother, about talking. I'm gonna talk about my brother right now. But um, my one brother, who he's actually one put me on indigenous game. For some reason, he's going back, and he's like, no one told me um. Uh, you know, no one told me I'm Masawa, yet, yet we were told, um, I'm just a cat, I'm Catholic, I'm a Mexican, you know, and, and I'm like, and he's all, and then what's up with these two master tongue, my man, they just look Mexican, you know, and I'm all, exactly, bro, because, <laughs> because we're, we're all indigenous, yo, and that's the reason, but because we, you know, it just, but colonialism is so heavy, right. so on one hand, you have, when I met you, I was all, kicking the can because I had, and I understand the frustration of California natives when you have a Southern native who's um, trying to uh, decolonize and get away from being detribalized. And, you know, they feel, because we are so similar, but yet you're trying to forge your identity to, not all, all of you, but, you know, like to the BIA. Meanwhile, no, you're just a Mexican. So then you have like, this tension of like Southerns who are trying to be, you know, um, they're trying to reclaim their, their their self. So then you're like, oh, like as soon as you tell them what nation you are and where you're from, as soon as you mention Mexico, they just walk away. Like, <laughs> and that's when I met him, and he was all carving a, a rattle, and then he starts breaking down the knowledge. You know, like the inner, the beyond, yeah. the the beyond the border lens, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because we get confined to it, and but then it disarms. It's very complicated colonization. It disarms Chumash Tongva in trying to assert themselves because, oh, it's just a Mexican. And then you've got you know, Mexicans who are indigenous, even got their DNA, who are like 69%. Oh, I'm just, it's just so complicated and you so know, weighs on us. You have, you have 200 years of colonization here, and you have 300 years on top of that in Mexico. So you have people that was colonized over there for over 500 years of, you know, Indios are pendejos, Indios mm -hmm. are this, Indios, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, and every, <clears throat> hey, you're Indio. No, I'm not Indio. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the, the people, you know, nobody wants to be um, embarrassed or, 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 or not have an answer for what they're saying. And out of those 500 years of you know screwing your head up, you we, you didn't have we didn't have answers. Yeah. You know, so. <clears throat> Over here, you know, it was only 200 years, so people still have memory, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that's what's, you know, mm -hmm. that's what, what the people here are, are, are bringing back and, mm -hmm. and, you know, and are eating off of, man. Whereas in, in Mexico, it was, you know, it was, you know, um, sorry, forgive me for saying, but the goddamn Catholic Church, yep. you know, was in control of and, and lying to everybody, man, to the point where... Brown skin brother is gonna, you know. Oh no, no, I'm not. You know, I'm, 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 I'm in the faith of God. Yeah, no, and God to us is very, very powerful, very, very sacred, very, uh, such a really good thing, man. You know, mm -hmm. we we sing a lot. You know, we sing for God. You know, in in that in here with indigenous people, when you're dancing, it's a prayer. When you're singing, it's a prayer. You know, so it, it all revolved around, mm -hmm. you know, spiritual, being spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but I you think know. it was more than just like being embarrassed. It, it was survival. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, could, no. You could not practice your language, mm -hmm. your culture, your ceremonies. No, You'd get exactly. killed. You're, you're, so you had to assimilate to survive. You're, and you're mocked and you're, put, you're humiliated. And absolutely, like even a... Um, I don't know if I showed this last time, but when I was, because um, there's the indigenous people in Mexico who are still indigenous and still speak their language, they're, they're treated like, lately, you know, there's a uprise now of like reclaiming, but they treated like crap. Like one time I was taking a, a bus from San Diego, Tijuana to LA, and this Zapotec brother, who he, because you know, when you speak, um, 
Spanish is certain Spanish, which is a trip because I heard from Harrington uh, speaking to a tongue of the same Spanish, like Indian kind of Spanish. It's trippy, but anyway, it's another story. But um, <laughs> and, 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 he, and he fell asleep because he was supposed to get off in, in I guess, uh, I want to say uh, Oceanside, but he fell asleep, woke up in, in Santa Ana. And, um, and so he was like, oh, uh, you know, in this accent, oh, where did you go? Did you, you know, Spanish? So he was like, hey, bus driver, who? Did you miss my language? And because that's a certain accent, native accent. And um, and then they're like, oh, I forgot. Oh, you know, the whole bus, yo, the whole fucking cry, yo, because I was already uh, woke to who I am, and the whole bus, be changed, you bendazzle, like, dude, don't shit out of him, yo. And that shows you, so it shows you how internal that, and these, all these are freaking detribalized brown Indians, so right. cussing out another Indian. Right. Even more, huh? They look like you found out the pyramid, right? You feel me? And then that Indian who is more native is all Catholic, Christian down yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's so, but anyway, it speaks to my pops too, because my pops, um, I joined Aztec Dance, right? And he was from Mexico City, because, you know, from Salvo, Mexico. And we, and we knew from our grandma, because his dad was a, a criollo, he used, to, he used to trade leather or whatever, and that's how he, and he used to speak the language, that's how he met my uh, my grandma, right? And we knew we were a native, so we thought, okay, Hidalgo, Mexico, state of Mexico, we must be Otomi. Well, after he saw me do Aztec dance, that's when he, like, cried, said, hey, mijo, I cried seeing that, and you know, and you know what, and then later on, we had dinner, and then he, later, you know, Masawa, all right, we're Masawa, like, but it took like, it was like hell just for him to say Masawa mm -hmm. because it's so internalized, like you can't be Indian. And then I go, my my half white cousin got killed by the narcos recently, um, and I go to his funeral, and then one of my uncles, uh, who's straight native looking, married to my half sister, my my dad, which is Wera. He asked me, hey, and yes, so why are you so into Indian stuff? Like, well, because like my dad was Masawa, and you you know my dad, and then he's like, <laughs> like laughing. And then I have another uncle, <laughs> white white uncle, rest in peace, Paso, made an Otomi, straight Otomi, Otomi, you know? and my cousin was Otomi, uh, uh, you know, half Otomi. Asked me, hey, why did you come out so dark? And I go, I told him, I told her, what? I go, because my dad was Masawa, so you should come out light like the rest of me. And I'm like thinking, you're half up to me, and your mom, and her mom was cringing, like, don't don't ask me about who I, what I oh, am. Like, that's all disgusting. And then to, to make it worse, my aunt, my 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 dad's half sister, wet half sister, she goes, oh yeah. Uh, Yes, porque también su mamá era Apache o algo. Siempre decía que era Apache. No, she was Tarumara. But see, Apache is a microaggression because yeah. in Mexico, if you're an Indio, you're Pichi Apache. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. There's, there's so, even dancers called Apache. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. That's a whole other. Yeah, but it's disgusting. But, yeah. but you know what I mean? But yeah. that's how internalized. So imagine you guys got, at least didn't get the whole. Experience of what <laughs> no that that happened here too don't yeah it's the same thing that's no. you know that's that's part of being indigenous <laughs> to the Americas mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter what part of the Americas you come from yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a time and places where everybody was meant to, was made to feel like that mm -hmm. you know and sometimes it was because you know hey I, a, a parent didn't want their kids to be picked on man so they would try yeah. to to bend that way. You know mm -hmm. exactly like 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 she said earlier you know you just try you, you go with it yeah you know no, definitely and that was that was a real that was my ex, the experience with my grandfather when he migrated and he he's uh from a Sawa community but with his children and when he moved to Pocuema that he pushed for them not to even speak Spanish and so what you just shared like they reaffirmed you, are the tribe you know that whole that whole see. trauma but I wanted to ask uh, if, you know, if we could take uh, a three-minute break, we and then we'll come back. the Halusa Nation. We have been called the Indians. We have been called Native Americans. We have been called hostile. We have been called pagan. We have been called militant. 
We have been called many names. We are the Halusa Nation. We are the human beings. The callers of names cannot see us, but we can see them. We are the Halusa Nation. Our DNA is of earth and sky. Our DNA is of past and future. We are the Halusa Nation. We are the evolution. The continuation. The Halusa Nation. Halusa Nation. thank uh again tina and joe for in- helping me interview Yao the last time <laughs> <laughs> thank you Yao. thank you for sharing your stories <laughs> you ain't right man. i'm not right i'm left he was feeling he was feeling it bro. yeah i know i know i know i know they just inspired me better than that you know it's all right but i hope you all enjoy the Yao show <laughs> <laughs> this is about Tango people, <laughs> but uh, but real quick before we um, continue back with our guest, y'all, can you just um, get everybody on board why we're doing uh, Lost Souls Radio? Oh, now. Oh, now. Put the timer on. No, but and time, could, and time. Could, uh, Mateo and I go back and forth about the name Lost Souls, but the reason why we uh, calls it call it Lost Souls is because we're finding our way. We're we're cover, we're you know we're covering uh, our indigeneity, coming back to who we are, and um, and that's why you know and and then it's okay, but we're not doing it in a way where we're victim mode. We're like doing it in the survivor mode, but also kind of being with a little kind of hint of sarcasm. So, and, and that being said, and that being said, uh, we you know we're we're honored right here to to. Uh, be have some medicine shared over these airways. Thank you. So thank you, Joe and Tina. You've been a great role model for us in the community and like and it's a great honor. Thank you for helping us kick off our our show here, our podcast. Thank you. It's an honor. <laughs> thank you for having yeah. us. Definitely. So share oh, you want to share a song? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna do a Tonga song that um, Joe created. Um, well, of course, we say that these songs are not really created by us, but given to us because the ancestors guide us. So sometimes we uh, pray about it and that we need a specific song and it comes to us. So this one, um, we're going to do Tahovetamet. Yeah. So Tahovetamet means uh, it's a good day, good morning. Um, and then we're speaking to the ancestors, so we also acknowledge the four directions in it. This song came to me when I was up in the in the solstice area, the winter solstice and the summer solstice area. So it was inspired mm. there. <clears throat> okay, but here we go. <clears throat> Te 
Thank you, thank you. That's beautiful. I want to thank you again, thank you, Poku. Thank you, Masawa Nyato Poku. Thank you very much. Welcome, we're honored and blessed. Thank you once again. Yes, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, so I want to thank you all again. This is our, we're going to be closing up this episode. And for y'all who are listening, again, uh, Lasso's Radio is our process and recovering and reclaiming as well as indigenating our communities throughout the many nations throughout Turtle Island. I want to thank you all for listening, and we'll be checking you out on our next episode. Uh, ooh, Lasso con mate. Lasso's Radio. Yo, I'm lost, so yo, I'm lost, so I'm a lost, so I'm a lost, so we're the lost souls, we're the lost souls. We don't know where to turn, and we roam out of control.